0: Welcome to PHM Experience, the podcast. We have a word from our very own Bishop Dwayne Elbow that we believe is going to bless your life. The title of today's sermon is Faith for the Mount. Cut out a lot of the fluff and services. We're going right to the Word of the Lord, Amen. Like I told you, I will be done. I'm being challenged in my own practices of faith, Amen. But we're going to all make the adjustment. This is a time, and I encourage you. Amen. It's natural to reflect back on how things were and desire those things again. But you may have to come to the understanding, the realization that we may not go back ever again to things as they were. And so you have to now find another, I I share this in business and I share this with some of my people, you got to find another way to win. You just got to find another way to win, another way to go forward, amen, because the way that you thought God was going to do it, he's just not going to do it that way. That doesn't mean God's not going to do it. He's just not going to do it the way you thought he was going to do it. Amen. So you just got to look for another door to open up and another opportunity. And yes, it's uncomfortable. And yes, it's disheartening at times. And yes, you feel vulnerable. Amen. But we're in the hands of God and God is going to protect us and through all of it. And we're going to Romans the 10th chapter to begin our lesson for today so that we can hear about this faith some more. Amen. Romans 10 is very important that you follow us with the word of the Lord on today. for this is your bread. This is your strength This is not just going to keep you for this week coming up. This is going to be word that keeps you for the next decade. Amen. Everything I'm preaching, everything I'm sharing. It's not just for 365, it is for the next 10 years. If you can grab a hold of this scripture and of this word and of these insights and these principles, amen, you will be uh, the victorious. It's time we're not victims. It is time to figure out a way to thrive in the stock market and in the financial markets, amen. Many people are making millions and billions of dollars during this quote-unquote downtime, amen, because they've learned how to adapt and to adjust in uh, volatile environments. Sometimes the greatest increase comes in volatile environments. Glory to God. I don't know if you ever noticed, have you ever watched any war movies before? But when you watch a war movie, a person can start the war as a private. And if he's battling in that war, amen, it seems as though before the war is over, he's, he's become a lieutenant. How was he able to get promoted so quickly? Because the people over him kept dying. And see the thing about it is, you know, you get promoted during a challenging time faster during peaceful time. Amen. You don't go through all the same processes when you are fighting in a battle. Amen. God will increase you and promote you so much faster when you persevere and survive times when other people don't survive. Amen. Amen. I believe. I mean, we talk about promotion all the time in church. We talk about increase, but increase and in promotion comes out of that comes from victory in overcoming challenge. Amen. If you read the stories of the Bible, amen, of Daniel and of Esther and of the Hebrew boys, yes, they were, they ascended to Joseph. They ascended to high positions in the governments that they were in because they persevered and overcame obstacles and challenges that other people died from. Amen. And so it's important that you understand your faith will keep you alive if you will use your faith. Amen. We're going to read some scripture right now and we're going to Romans 10, this is a foundational scripture, amen, many used for salvation, amen, we're going to be using it concerning your faith on today, and we're going to share as much as we can, as as, as quickly as we can, please take notes and take uh, get on your phone so you can have this to refer back to, amen, Romans 10, amen, uh, Ten in, where are we going to start, Holy Spirit, uh, we're going to start, notes 10 and 8, glory to God, uh, here we go. Uh, But what, uh, Romans 10 and 8, but what saith it? I read King James. You can read whatever verse you want, but I read King James. But what saith it? The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. That is the word of faith, which we preach. Ninth verse, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thy heart that God hath raised him from the dead, Thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth of confession is made unto salvation. 11th verse, for the scripture saith, Whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. 12th verse, for there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek, for the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. Thirteen, verse, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Fourteen: how then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? How shall they believe in him in whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear, listen church, without a preacher? And how shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. But they have not all obeyed the gospel, for Isaiah saith, Lord, who hath believed our report. So then faith, listen, cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. And the church said amen. So our faith um, is by the word of God, the faith that we should be walking in. When we talk about walk by faith and not by sight, the Holy Spirit gave me a different insight through my study and through my meditation he began to speak to me about faith and i said okay faith you know as a believer you think there's just one faith and the holy spirit began to speak to me and said no there's more than just the faith that people have in the word of god and so i'm going to share with you amen three kinds of faith today that we can have a, a revelation and understanding because i believe that many people go to church and um it's according to your faith, you know, and you'll read the scripture, it's according to your faith based on the results of the situation. But I just believe some people are functioning in different kinds of faith, and then they want to blame God when that thing doesn't come to pass. So I want to share with you different kinds of faith that sometimes we mix with the faith in God. And so the first faith here, as I teach my little lesson, Lord, help me because you know I'm a preacher. Amen. Um, The first part here, the first faith is, in my notes, is human faith. The first faith that I want to share with you is about human faith. So faith in man, uh, human faith, having faith in man. Honestly, it's not a negative to have human faith. As a child coming up, Amen. I believed in my parents before I believed anything. It was the faith I had in the human of my parents. When my mother or my father said something, I believed what they said. Amen. So I had my first faith wasn't in Jesus Christ. My first faith was in a human, human faith. And in its proper Uh, perspective it has its merits amen but we have to continue to grow in our faith so human faith is not necessarily a negative but it is faith in humans amen you go to work every day amen and you have faith in the human who hired you that they're gonna pay you on friday and that you're gonna get your check that's human faith (laughs) you have faith in the human and what they said to you is no promise because the faith faith is something that you're believing See, faith is a belief. So our first faith, our entry-level faith is human faith, having faith in humans. Many of us, amen, as I minister to people and counsel people, many people have lost their human faith. Because uh, we call it being gullible, we call it being naive when we were young. We literally believe whatever somebody told us. In the earlier days. Amen, somebody. And then as as they broke their word and betrayed us and disappointed us, we began to build up barriers to say, you know what, I ain't believe what no man said. I ain't believe what no woman said. I don't believe what none of y'all said. I, I don't trust nobody. And so we didn't start that way, though. We started with human faith. Interested, amen. All right, I know it's hard for you to say, it, but so human faith is a form of faith, but it's not the ultimate faith, amen. And so let's go on to the second faith. The second faith the Holy Spirit gave me was universal faith. So we have, some, we have a lot of atheists. We have people. We have uh, just general people that have faith in just the universe. I, I just believe. Uh, what's another word I'm using for? I, they just believe good things are happen. They're optimistic. They believe things are going to work out for themselves. They have no root or base of that optimism or that positive energy. You've got a lot of motivational speakers, amen, encouraging you and charging you to believe in yourself and believe in the universe and believe that things are going to work out for you. Universal faith. Universal faith, faith in an unknown thing is not solidified, it's general faith, it's it's abstract, it has no definitive connection. And then we have, of course, the faith that believers walk in, the word-based faith, I call it today, the word-based faith. Faith in what God has said, amen, is the third level of faith. And so we have to understand that if you are functioning in human faith or universal faith, you cannot amen, uh, hold God hostage for not manifesting some things you're believing for if you're not believing based off of the word of God. If you're believing, oh, I believe Jim's going to come through for me. Jim's always come through for me. I believe in Jim. Jim is there. But if Jim disappoints you, you can't, you don't have the right to be mad at God because it was, you were functioning in human faith. Well, that's my boy. He always had my back, you know. He's always been there for me, but he's human. He's an infinite, he's a finite being, has limitations, and humans just can't be there at all times, at all places. But we have faith in humans. But don't have faith in a human and then get mad at God. OK, some of them have universal. I just believe that, you know, if it's meant for me to have, you know, we start, we start quoting these scriptures that ain't in the Bible. I just believe if it's meant for me to have. It's going If it's for me, it's going to come to me. Where do you get that from? That universal kind of understanding, that universal, you know, faith, amen, that's not based on anything, just optimism, just positive thinking. I know, you know, you got all these motivational speakers that's telling you you can do anything you want to do. But based on what? What foundation are you getting that energy from? Are you getting that power from? Amen. So so it's important that we don't allow human or universal to dictate our faith that really is going to bring God into the equation. The only way you bring God into the equation is if you bring his word into the equation. If his word is not part of what you believe, then God is not going to be a part of what you're trying to do. Lord have mercy. Now, he does reign on the just as well as the unjust. So God is, he's there. He's always there. He's always there. But don't think for a moment that God is going to prove your form of faith, amen, in rejection of his faith in his word. And so many people, even though you go to church, sometimes we still practice human faith. Even though we go to church, we still practice universal faith. Sometimes we don't know enough word to practice God's word's faith because we don't have enough word in us to practice that level of faith. And so good and positive opinions are good, they'll take you so far, but it won't take you past amen demonic strongholds. It won't take you back. Hey, check this out, it won't take you past human disappointment. You you know, if you have the word faith, word faith supersedes human faith. It supersedes universal faith. When humans fail you, God is still going to be there. When the universe fails you, God is still going to be there. And so we have to make a decision in this season, do we depend on because the truth of the matter is, if we were trying to depend our lives on what we're hearing on the news, we'd all be walking around here with cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs because these folks don't know what they're doing. But those who are standing on the word of God, it doesn't matter what CNN is saying. It doesn't matter what MBC is saying. It doesn't matter what the president or, or, or the or the uh, uh, or, or the disease counselor or the doctor is saying. When we go by the word of God, it tells me it won't come what nigh. Thy dwelling. We read Psalms 91 and we say even though that no weapon formed against us will be able to prosper. I understand that there's danger all around us but there's nothing new under the sun. All of the stories, all of the Bibles, all of the people that we've been preaching about all had to deal with in dangerous environments but they trusted God. They trusted their father. They trusted their faith. They stood on the word of God when all obstacles were against them and we have to be the same people in this season with the same kind of faith in God. Not yet, Joe. No, don't, don't do that. Don't, don't do not that to me. Alright. So, we got human faith, we got universal faith, and then we have word-based faith. Word-based faith. We have to be a people that in this season function by the word. You have to be a pilot that flies by the instruments. See, there's two kinds of licenses to fly a plane. One license you can get by uh, the one license you can get is not as hard to get as the other license. The one license you can get to fly pain is based on you can only fly during daylight or good weather. As long as it's daylight or good weather, your license allows you to fly. So it's not as an arduous license to get because the environment dictates your ability to fly. I'm preaching real good right now. The other license that you can get is one where you have to learn how to fly by the instruments alone. See, there's one pilot. Would you want a person flying you to Florida for your vacation with just the A license only when it's sunshine? Or would you want the the pilot that could fly you by the instruments only? Because there are times when it gets so dark up there. When the clouds get become come so black that you can't physically see right in front of you. Well, the license that can only fly during the daylight, that person probably will crash your plane. But the one who has been trained to fly without sight, Lord have mercy. The one who has been able to fly by the instruments are the one that you want flying your plane. Uh, glory to God, we're in a season even though you can't see. amen what's going to happen next you got to be a christian a believer that doesn't doesn't matter if i can see it or not i fly by the instruments of god's word amen his word will guide me into the landing where others will crash because i'm walking by faith and not by sight amen encourage your neighbor say what license do you have this morning oh my god many people have great faith as long as they can see something But when the thing is dark, all of a sudden, they don't know where God's at. Where God at? God's still there. He's in his word. His word will not change. It does not change at all. You got to fly by the instruments when things get dark. Lord have mercy. Amen. There are some places that you should be right now, but you're afraid to go because you can't see your way. I told this preacher a couple months ago, he got an opportunity, amen, to start a new church down in North Carolina. And he was like, Rev, you know, Rev, you know, I don't know, this pandemic and everything, you know, I don't know what I should do. I said, if, if the pandemic wasn't going on, what would you have done? I would have sold my house and moved down to North Carolina and started that new church. So why are you allowing something outside of you to dictate what God is saying inside of you? He said, Rev, you, you, you're right. He went. He left, I spoke into his spirit faith. Glory to God. Because he was looking at what his environment was saying to him. See, hear me church, your environment has a voice. Your environment speaks to you just like somebody talking on the phone. You're, you look out the window on a Monday and it's raining. That that, that, that rain will say, well, won't you just roll over and go on back to bed? That, that, that rain will talk to you. If it's sunshine outside, you'll get all happy and chipper. It'll be like, I'm going outside if it looks good outside. We are too much determined. The environment has too much power over how our emotions or how we respond. It doesn't matter if it's dark outside. It doesn't matter if it's raining or snowing, Dwayne's going to work. Dwayne's going to do what he got to do. The environment's not going to dictate to me what I got to do. Glory to God. It's, it's important in this season. Going back to my preacher. The preacher called me back a month ago. He said, Bull, you know what? I thank God for you. You know, I thank God for you. I said, so what's going on? Where you at? He said, I put my house on the market right after I talked to you. It sold in one day. He said, "I just closed on the house down in North Carolina. We're already settled. Wife got the new job. Everything's going on. See, sometimes the environment was stop was divine." in your life. If you look at what's speaking to you outside, it will stop what God has spoke to you on the inside. Amen. You have to be led by the Spirit of God and not by your flesh. You can't allow the human flesh, the human faith, or the universal faith. Amen. Because, you know, the universal faith comes into this. Well, you know, God gives you common sense. Sometimes universal faith is logical, you know, be logical, you know, count up the cost, you know, make sure everything, you know, you know, you know, you know, ask a whole lot lot of people what they should do. You know, the question is, what did God say? What did God say? What did God say? That man would have still been, check this out, that man would have still been in that house, still waiting because the environment wasn't sunshine. How many of us are still waiting to move because the environment wasn't what we thought it should be? Because someone didn't say you could do it. Don't you understand when I started this church 25 years ago, I didn't get voices of encouragement. I had preachers telling me to wait that I was too young, that this is not a good spot to start church, this is not a good place, Clan is in Clayton, amen, this, that, and the other, all the preachers I look for, for confirmation, amen, gave me different information. If I was tied up on the human faith, I would have stayed at Love Temple and never started at church, but I, I said, I, I, I was driving these men, I, I picked them all, you know, sometimes you can pick up your problem. I picked up all these preachers and took them where I wanted to start a church. And on my way back, the Holy Spirit said, I never told you to pick these people up. I dropped them off and said, thank you very much, thank you very much, thank you very much. And I came home and said, "Babe, we're going to go start this church. Amen. But if, I, if she would have known the conversation these men had, I could have came back and said, baby, I don't think that's God. See, many times we associate God with what man says. That's human faith. God already spoke to me before the human spoke about what I was supposed to do. And so you can't forget what God says, amen, no matter what man says. Your faith, yes, your faith was strong in man when you were young. But there comes a time of growth and maturity where your faith has to matriculate to a place where you have faith in God. Hmm. I'm a, I've been a self employed since I was about 22, 23 years old. I had this, um, my daughter Jessica was on the way and um, she's the second child. And I went to Kraft General Foods to get a little summer job because our goal was I wanted to get a crib. Crib for my, not a house, but a crib, actual crib. You know, you got to define stuff nowadays because crib mean a whole lot of stuff now. Back in my day, crib was a crib for a baby. Yeah, it was crib. And so I worked that summer. I did my insurance during the day. Wasn't making a whole lot of money doing insurance. Just starting out. You know, a lot of times the thing that God has for you does not pay you at first. You have to be faithful to it. You got to be faithful over a few things, and then he'll make you, what, ruler over much? Amen. You have to be faithful when it's not seem like it's being faithful to you. But if God told me to do it, then that's what I'm going to do. But I got me a little side hustle. Amen. I went in at 3 o'clock, worked till 11 every day during the summertime. You know, and the end of the summer came, had enough, bought the crib, got everything in order, and the people called me down to the office. I thought I was in trouble. I didn't know what was going on. She said, we want to extend you a full-time opportunity to work at craft. I mean, she was all proud, peacock and everything. She was all, she was acting like she was doing me the favor of the, of, of my life. And I said, "Ma'am, you know, all, thank you so much. But I have to regretfully decline because this is not my vision. This is not my goal. This was just for a crib, not a life. Y'all ain't hear me sometimes. Sometimes the devil gets you to buy in for something just for a crib to get you to sacrifice your life. Uh, Just because they offer it to you, don't mean you need to take it. Amen. Well, you know, you know, the woman was offended. I can't. You know how many people that want to work here? I said, that's fine, that's them. But I'm, I'm, I'm a professional insurance agent. I'm going back. And then my grandfather found out about it. Uh, my grandfather started a little bit. Dwayne, well, what's the matter with you, boy? What's the matter with you, boy? What's the matter with you, boy? That's a good job. he was hot. That was was a human faith I had. I believed in my grandfather. I trusted what he said. I I depended on he was a counselor to my life. But in that moment, my faith in God had to supersede my faith in man. I said, Grandfather, all due respect, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to go ahead and finish out my career. And thank God I did because I ended up having a a career that was able to take care of my seven kids. Amen. I'm not saying the Kraft General Foods wouldn't, wouldn't have done it either. But but I did it the way God wanted me to do it. See, you got to do it in this season the way God wants you to do it. And I know people got a whole lot of suggestions and opinions, but I'm telling you, man and woman of God, if you're a believer, then use your belief. If you're a people of faith, use your faith in this season and stand on the word of God. And even though people got a whole lot to say, but no money to offer, you ever notice that? People got a whole lot to say, but no money to offer. They, they got a whole lot of opinion, but they, they don't want to finance where they want you to go. It's amazing, isn't it? Amen. But if you trust in the word of God, God will not only bless you with doors open, but he'll send resources Is to make what he says come to pass. God will bankroll his vision on your life. I know that's the truth right there. All right, I'm preaching too hard, too long. My time is out already, y'all. All All right, let's let's keep on going just for a minute. 115, I have you out of here. All right. It says in Habakkuk 2 and 4, it says, Behold, his soul which is lifted up is not upright in him, but the just shall live by his faith. How do you live? The just You see, you, okay, let me share this with you. You can't live by bishop's faith. I just believe bishop is a man of God. I just believe if I follow bishop, I'm going to be blessed. That's fine. That's wonderful. I understand we have that kind of drawing power as being spiritual leaders, but the truth of the matter is your experience is going to be based off of your faith. You might get in, be encouraged and inspired by my life or by what I believe in, but it should activate the faith that's in you. Glory to God. In other words, you're going to be blessed by what you believe, not necessarily the human faith of believing. Sometimes we bring our human faith in church. I believe in my man of God. I believe in that prayer warrior. I believe in that mother. I believe in this person. If they pray for me, it's going to work all right. That's a good human faith. But the real faith that's going to change your life is the faith you have in God that you are working in, that you stand in. Because a whole lot of people always say, can you pray for me? Because they ain't got no faith they have human faith in you that you're gonna get to God but the truth of the matter is we're not really helping them that much if we don't encourage them to get their own faith in God so look I'm not gonna pray that you get the house or the car I'm gonna pray that you get the faith to believe in your own house and car because why give you a fish when I can teach you how to fish so we bring we gotta be careful because we bring that human faith even in the church because sometimes we're spiritually lazy and we don't want to pay the price to really build a relationship with God to have our own faith with God. I mean, to have your own faith with God, you're going to have to fast. You're going to have to pray. You're going to have to read your own words. You're going to have to meditate on the Lord. And you're going to have to live a consecrated life before God to have that relationship. Now, if you're not willing to do those things... And you like, you think you're gonna be slick and say, "Well, I'm gonna get Bishop to pray for me, and everything'll be all right." There ain't no little quick hall pass, Amen. You're gonna be riding the coattails. Don't you understand? People, things. Listen, oh, I'm trying. I don't want to offend about Jesus, but when when an animal or a thing, Amen, livelihood is based or eaten off of someone else's existence. That is a parasite. <clears throat> a parasite lives off of the life system of another being. Because it can't sustain itself. A lot of believers are not able to really see the power of God working their life because they're feeding off of someone else's faith because they're not paying the price to build their own faith in God. Lord, have mercy, parasite saints. Lord, have mercy, parasite, parasite saints. Lord, free us from the parasite saints. Okay, my time is out here, y'all. It really is out. All right. Let's <laughs> um, Let's see. There is... Hmm. different levels of faith. Matthew 6 and 30 says, Wherefore, if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? So that lets me know I have faith, but based on how you practice your faith, God designates your faith as little you're wearing about clothes. You're wearing about livelihood. I'm like, look, he, 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 he's going to take care of the just as well as the unjust. Amen. This is the normal, everyday stuff. God said, I got you with that. Don't even worry about that. He said, those who are wearing about those things, that's little faith. Let's go on a little bit more. I'm trying, I'm trying to get done here. Let's see. We got 1102. We're we getting there. All right. Let's see. It says, where's my other one? Where's my other faith? woo Notes. hmm no, I wrote it in Jesus. All right. So, here we go. Matthew 8 and 10 says, When Jesus heard it, he marveled and said to them that followed, Verily I say unto you, I have not found so great faith. No, not in Israel. So, based on the actions and the behavior of that person, Jesus put them in a category of great faith. And the last one here is troubling. Troubling. Mark 4 and 40 says, and he said unto them, why are you so fearful? Hear that word? How is it that you have no faith? See, fear destroys your power of faith. When you allow fear to come in and possess you, it destroys your supernatural ability to walk in faith. It is important in this season that we do not allow fear to control our behavior, our decisions, or our actions. Now, I believe you know some people of faith will say, "Well, we don't need no mask, and we don't need to do this. We don't need this. So we just trust in God and no weapon formally shut up." They'll quote that scripture real quick. I believe we should walk in wisdom. I believe we should pray our prayers. I believe you we should wear our mask. You get your sanitizer. Do your social distancing. Do everything you're supposed to do. Hey, Amen. Compliance with the law. Come on, let's do what we're supposed to do. But what, I'm not. I'm not gonna sit here and be like, well, you know. Oh, my God, I'm going to get the virus today. You know, what you believe for is what's going to come on your life. Either fear or faith, bad or good. If you believe for it, you attract that to your life. So I'm not thinking about getting the virus every day. I'm believing I'm going to take my precautions. I'm going to do what I'm supposed to do. Amen. Because I understand even though my spirit is eternal, my flesh is temporal. Come on, somebody. Amen. My spirit is eternal, but my flesh, it can die. <clears throat> this flesh, it can get sick. This flesh, I don't care how anointed I am, I've had a headache, I've had backaches, I'm 53 now, I'm feeling stuff in my body, I ain't never thought could be possible, I'm feeling stuff now, and I'm anointed from God. I I know scripture, I can quote it, I speak in tongues, I lay hands on people, I've seen people get healed from cancer, I've seen people get delivered from all kinds of situations, I've seen people get free, we're prayed and believe God, folks got broken out of jail, I've seen God do some miraculous things, but I still feel the pain. Of my own personal situation, y'all ain't hear me. Amen. Anyway, I believe that we, we we serve the God of the press down, shaking together, running over. But I've been broke. <laughs> I've had money. I didn't have money to pay bills. I have been in situations where I've been challenged in my natural, even though I've had this supernatural revelation. So I still have to understand, amen, that I have to have a wisdom along with my faith. All right, we got to go, y'all. How about I, I got a whole lot more here to talk about human faith, universal faith. Human faith, it is simply the belief in a person's definition here. This is my definition. This is my definition from the Holy Spirit. Human faith is simply the belief in a person's promise without proof that they can accomplish it. Our first practice of faith is human faith. As children, we are taught to believe what our parents and adults tell us. We create expectations based on what they have said and or promised. We are then we then trust them and expect the unknown to come to pass. It is the most basic form of faith. People find it easier to believe in human faith because they can actually see the person they have expectation from. Universal faith is the faith definition is the faith in that thing and that in the, in the faith in that things will work out for their good. Sometimes faith that things will not. This faith is anchored on more of an experience. Listen to me. Universal faith is based on more of an experience of life and hope of something better without connecting their belief or a particular person or entity. Some would call it luck or good fortune. This faith is generic and without merit or proof. The third one, word-based faith. Faith in the word of God, making decisions based off of the belief That the word of God is the infallible truth of God's word or the mind of God. Making your decisions on the word and not a human or the universe is the highest form of worship. They that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Okay? So we are in a decision. And my last little notes here is uh, it is true. We all practice these three kinds of faith randomly and unconsciously throughout our working day. It takes a focused determination for one to practice at the word-based faith level at all times. It is a very intentional desire and effort to walk by faith and not by sight on a daily basis. It is very easy to trust in humans. It's very easy to be generic in your faith. But it's very specific and very disciplined to be able to walk by faith and not by sight 24-7, seven days a week. The best believers having challenge on a daily basis of what kind of faith they're actually functioning in. And I encourage you that when you don't know what's going on, you're, you're being stunned or challenged, stand still for a minute. Your flesh and your emotions are going to hit you first. You're going to react emotionally as the human person you are. But if you hold your peace, if you stand still and give the word of God enough time to catch up to you before you make a decision, you'll find out that in that moment, God can now lead you instead of you having to start over again. Many times we allow our flesh to lead. And then once we mess that up, now we come back and say, okay, God, what do I need to do? If we would just wait on God first and based off of the word. You know, I don't know about you, but I've said it too. I've said, you know, God, I know what your word says, but. to so now the word did come up, but you chose to use another part of your belief system besides the word in that moment. And that usually happens when you're really angry. Amen, somebody? So I got to close. I can't talk no more. Holy Spirit is here today. We are growing in faith. It is time that we walk by faith and not by sight. It is time in this season that we don't allow the other two kinds of faith to dictate to us. We have to fly by the instruments. It's easy. It's easy. You have great confidence when you can look out the window and you can see the sky. You can see what's going on. You feel comfortable. But some of us, think about it, even when the storm hits these last couple of weeks, when that rain came down so hard you couldn't even see out your windshield, a lot of people pulled over because they couldn't see. Wasn't nothing wrong with the car. They just couldn't see. But we are the people of God. That Even when we can't see, we got something that we can fly by. And I need you to trust God. Now here's the hard test. It's not that hard to trust God when you can't see. Everybody remember back to the word when you can't see. You got to learn how to trust God's word when you can see. Because a lot of times we think we can handle the stuff we can see. But that's the time we need the word even more because deception and illusions and deception comes when you think you know what's best for you. Trust the word in this season. Live a faith life based off of the word of God. And you're going to see God work some miracles in this season. Everybody stand on your feet. Let's get ready to pray. It's 11 10. We got five minutes to get you out of here. Holy Spirit, we honor you on today and we thank you for this segment of the word of God. We thank you for this word of faith that's been released to our spirit on today. Father, we receive the word of faith. We receive the Holy Spirit on today concerning your word. Father, I know I can't control the environment, but I can't control what I believe in. Today I believe in the word of God. I trust you, Father. You have never failed us. You've always been faithful. You've never left us nor forsaken us, God, and I thank you. I pray, God, in the name of Jesus, that you would now quicken our faith. Give us a faith that goes past human faith. Give us a faith that goes past universal faith. Give us the faith that's based solely on the word of God. I pray in Jesus' name, God, that we will be a people who walk by faith and not by sight. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank God. Amen. Could you clap your hands one more time?